and Vanessa, shit on the table. Uh, we are a grooming podcast for groomers by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your story. Okay, so I just wanted to like say thank you right off the top um, for all of the love and appreciation that, or not appreciation, but just like the love and feedback that we've been getting um, about everything that I've been going through and how you guys been excited that we're back and we just wanted to say thank you um because we love hearing from you guys we love interacting with you guys online and it just meant a lot to me personally that there are people out there that I don't know personally that actually care about my life (laughs) (laughs) um which is really weird for me because I'm such an awkward person but Mm -hmm. it's I don't have word like it's weird but I just wanted to say thank you for all of the love the tears are welling up no it's all (laughs) awkward because I'm so awkward and I'm like in a funky mood today but really um, yeah just just weird oh I'm in a pretty decent mood yeah 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 I think it's the birth control I took a nap that's nice I wanted to take a nap but then I got stuck on Facebook and TikTok (laughs) (laughs) um but so how was your week um it has been busy okay so if you guys are familiar with the whole concept of best of it's like it'll be best of las vegas or best of chicago that link thing did you see it what link thing she doesn't talk to me anymore what are you talking about i sent you i saw um it came across my news feed and it was the best of Las Vegas, and it was talking about where you work. So I sent it to you. You seen it, and then you were probably like, "Fuck this bitch," and then just like sent me TikTok videos instead. <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay. Anyway, it, it was either you or anyway. So anyway, there's this thing called best of, best of Las Vegas, best of Chicago, best of LA, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And there's different categories for everything. Honestly, to be honest, it is kind of a marketing ploy because it's really not taking, like I want to toot my own horn because I know my skill, but I also don't want to get myself so hyped. There's a lot of advocating for it. I see on people's pages that are businesses being like, vote for us or exactly. nominate us. Exactly. And, blah, blah. It, and it's it's more or less just like, it's like a popularity contest mm-hmm. that they put up and then you pay for. So, you but my... You have to pay for that? Yes. What? You have to pay for the emblem, the title. <laughs> so, again, I'm not like a huge fan of those things because I think people, I'm really, I'm really one of those kind of people who were like, man, those underground markets are kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? I like the underground vibe and yeah. feel like I'm cool because these people come to me. Yeah. And only because of word of mouth. Like, I want to be speakeasy as a groomer. You know, mm-hmm. not... It's probably not a good idea right now during a pandemic, but... <laughs> Why? No, I'm just saying, like, like just letting things naturally, like, occur from the underground, like, That's the ground up. Well, no. I don't advertise. I don't advocate for those things i know so i'm doing it underground well i want i I like i like to do those underground things because i think it's funnier i like the exclusivity of it yeah which in itself is probably problematic but anyway so but my owner of the salon 
or the facility that I work at, she is, her whole life is marketing. Yeah. So. She's good at it, though. She's amazing at it. Like, and so she jumped on this opportunity really quick. When she jumped on the opportunity, it kind of blew up. So we, I want to know who won gold. We won silver for best of Las Vegas Mm -hmm. grooming for grooming. I still want to know who's gold because it's like, for some reason in my mind, my competitor. (laughs) It is now. (laughs) So I have to look it up and I keep forgetting to look it up. But anyway, um, so we won silver and so I have been, and you know what? It's marketing works, fucking works. I have been so busy. I've had like new, like two to three new clients every single day that I have to accommodate. And I only work three days a week, guys. (laughs) So is she going to want to? Um, it looks like we'll have to pull up a new day. I don't want to because it works so well with my husband's schedule because he goes to school certain days and I like the breaks in between because I do do big dogs. So, and yeah, so my Saturdays are almost fully booked for six months with pre-scheduled appointments. So we're just trying to like kind of fill in the gaps now. Um, but yeah, so that's where it's been and it's looking really good. And I, again, guys, I do still big dogs. So like, I like the gaps in between my day and we charge hourly pricing because we consider ourselves luxury grooming. So we, we do hourly. So a doodle at minimum, an average size doodle is $120. Yeah. That's two hours. If it comes any more than two hours which doodles can go from two to five hours it's still an hourly price so yeah I've been busy and it's been good and I've been training my apprentice to do more grooming is she out of the other departments yet or is she still being run thin um she our boss is really okay like if you talk to her she'll solve the problem right then and there Mm -hmm. but uh, my apprentice though a lovely person has anxiety like a lot of us do so talking about her problems maybe kind of gives her a lot of anxiety yeah and I'm like well you're gonna have to if you want it fixed if you want it fixed but it's slowing down for them so she's not as run thin um and I told her to, like, kind of start taking vacations when I take vacations. But I also told her to, um, we'll have to go over, like, assessing your value. Because I think she needs to assess her value because I think she's getting paid too little. Mm-hmm. And I Do they th- do yearly reviews? Well, we've only been there seven months. It's only been seven months? Yeah. It we feels- started in June. Oh, wow. It feels like you've been there for an entire year. Yeah, no, no, oh, no. We've okay. only been there for half Never a year. Never mind then. Yeah, like <laughs> six, seven months. So, um, but I think she's getting paid too little for what she does, for the amount that she does. But I also think that in her head and her heart, she is not prioritizing her day. She's not organized yet. She's like, you remember when I first started? Kind of. And how all over the place I was? As it- like, okay, it's as in different from <laughs> your daily life, but it's, it's worse now because uh-huh. it's like she doesn't know what she can do. Like, like she doesn't know how to prioritize and schedule herself. 
Oh, like her dogs. Her dogs, yes. Oh, because okay. she still bathes my dogs, but I told her she doesn't have to bathe my dogs. But I think she thinks that, like, I would say something if she doesn't bathe my dogs. No, I, I won't share my tips with you. No problem bathing my own dogs. Yeah. It's the best part of the fucking whole job, to be honest. For me, at least. I love bathing and blow drying. But... I could do without. 100%. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it it makes my life easier when she bathes my dogs. But it also takes away from money that she can negotiate. Because I think people fail to realize, like, you can negotiate your money. Yeah. And I don't want to... Usually you negotiate at your year mark, though. You don't do it halfway through working there. She's she's working at a really, really low wage. No, I understand that. Yeah. But typically, you do yes. a yearly review. For sure. I and am- that's when you say, this is all the things that I've done, and that's when you get an increase. So, like, the first year, you kind of suffer. No, I know, but she's suffering a little too much. That's where, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm not saying that she should be, like, like the five-star bather. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, with the amount of revenue we're bringing in... Yeah. She needs to prioritize what she's doing. If she's doing only three bath dogs a day, of course, even for myself as a like, an, if I were owning that uh, salon, I'd say probably no, because she is just bathing dogs that, you know. Yeah. So how many dogs does she bathe herself? Like she not can, your she, dogs. Now that's the thing though is that if she bathes my dogs, like if I have a slower day, I'll have a four or five dog day. She'll have three extra dogs on top of that. So she'll bathe eight dogs, right? Yeah, but several of them are not bringing in extra cash. Exactly. So I want her to focus on bringing in that extra cash. I like when she helps me out, but she doesn't have to. I want her to be able to have, like, wiggle room to negotiate. Like, this is the money that I'm bringing you. This is the money that... Yeah. Because what she's making is just way too low for a baby. So basically, you're wanting her to step away from you. Yes, and focus on herself. Take more bath dogs. So make that when make it the box. Comes up to mm-hmm. the review. She's like, I've been making X amount of money. Exactly. Can I have a raise? Exactly. So, I like that's really it. I really want her to make Jen more money, mm-hmm. and so Jen keeps every keeps us happy we have more money more revenue that's not shared between myself so then the business who's doing and her the scheduling we're both doing the scheduling so, so i'll schedule her dogs i'll schedule her dogs or she'll schedule herself dogs and she's also doing like we do like a groom school discounted program and it's like face feet and potties right now and again we only groom three days a week so <laughs> we are obviously getting much more volume as far as um like, like full on full grooms and puppies right now. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I really want her to focus on. Like. Well, then just put your foot down. Just be like you're not bathing my dogs anymore. Yeah, I guess I could. <laughs> I feel bad because I do like just I share tips with her, and yeah, it's well, it's so nice when somebody bathes her dog. <laughs> get her own tips now. I know, but I like when they bathe my dogs. I do too. So but if you're wanting her, it's. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I'll probably just start scheduling her dogs the same time I have dogs. So that way she can just deal with her own dogs. And she bays. um, That's the thing is that she also bays their dogs. So the quick quick baths. They have quick baths. She bays the quick baths. She bays most of them throughout the week if she's there. Um, Um, Does she get shipped with that? 
No, there's no tipping involved. So stupid. It's it's so stupid for that. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of tips as long as the hourly wages were good. But their quick bass are fifteen dollars. Straight. Wow. Across the board. Wow. Not for just the pit bull where you just wash them and let them go. Because the quick bath essentially is they just wash them and they air dry. Oh my god. I hate that daycares do that. Yeah. And they use earth bath. Oh. Yeah. So nothing even good. And then like if they're doing long haired dogs or even just like molting dogs, they're just yeah. compacting. They've Have caused you told her like I... to stop doing that. It eats into like that's her opportunity to be like, oh, we're not doing the quick baths anymore, but I can offer you a more, you know, luxury bath. She can still do the quick baths. There's no problem with that. It's just that she needs to raise the prices of the quick baths that are appropriate for the type of dog and coat that she's doing, and they have to dry the dogs. Well, then that defeats the purpose of a quick bath. Or no, she can she call just, it. She can call it something different. Or they just don't have that option. I think she. A bath. No, I honestly believe that she should get rid of it. But yeah. you know what? If there's like a really nasty dog, or if it's a pit bull or a chihuahua, like I get it. I don't want to do it because I'm not getting paid to do... I love chihuahuas, but I'm not getting paid to do... Yes, yeah, but that's how you build up her department. Because why would people want to pay for a bath when they can get a quick bath? No, that's I know. what I'm saying? So I, she's eating into her grooming profits by having this stupid... She just wants it offered for the days that weren't up there. Well, it's stupid. I, I'm fine with her keeping it. I don't have a problem with it. I do. I know you do. <laughs> it's not affecting my paycheck because I well, groom no, the dogs. Because you groom, you do groom. And she still has all the other girls do it, and she still has Sandra to do it when Sandra's there on Fridays. So she still has it. I don't believe she's doing it right. I don't believe that. I think the intentions were well because it came across. It came. It came over the whole idea that people were bringing their dogs there to the self wash. But they didn't want to do it, so they asked the girls to do it. So no. she made it. She made an arbitrary it's number. Self-wash. I know. It's I know. Self-wash. So she made an arbitrary number, and I'm like, well, yeah, a quick bath for a Chihuahua, you can fifteen dollars. Short hair, whatever, got it. But the amount of product for like a husky, and the fact is that, that like they don't fully dry the huskies. It causes so many other skin issues, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure they're not rinsing properly. I'm sure it the hair is just compacting even further yep. into the coat, yep. which the skin can't breathe, so then it gets yeasty or, God forbid, moldy. Exactly. It's like... Exactly. Actually, she's not the only daycare that does this. No, I there know. There are daycares, like, especially our outdoor daycares out here, uh-huh. they'll just rinse them down with the fucking hose in the back, and then... Call it a day. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, bro, you can't do that. No, and they don't listen, and they don't think it's. I don't know. Like it's, washing a dog could be such a good money maker for you, and it It's it's not easy work. Well, that's what that's where the grooming department comes in. No, I know, but I, it's her business, not mine. I know. Still. <laughs> This is why I can't work for people. I'm not even working for her. And, and then it's aggravated. it's just you're already aggravated. Like, you could be so better off if you just changed this, this, and this, and this, or just got rid of this. And it's like, 
and and I told her there was like a seminar. Um, for just for, you know one of those uh, bathing seminars that gives you like a certification. Yeah. I told her to take it. I was like, you should take it because you're the head of the business, so that yeah. way you can say Bark Sparks is bather certified and just have all the girls watch it. They have 72 hours to watch this video. Yeah. She said no. I don't think she understood what I said or it was just like out of her. Or she just didn't fucking care and it went in one ear and went out the other. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Like, she rather just me take care of my business and her take care of her business. Even though her business is eating into your business. It's not eating into my business, but it's eating into her business with my my bather. Well, yeah, same But deal. my bather wants to be a groomer, so it's not really that big of a deal to us. It's just, it's one of those eyesores that I see that we could be best of Las Vegas silver, use premium products, yeah. bathe appropriately. But then she's got this trailer trash thing that's fucking in the corner. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want it to be a point where later down the line they conflate because their dog gets a yeast infection on yeah. their coat because they weren't rinsed off properly or they weren't dried or it wasn't the right type of coat for the shampoo that they use. And then they have all this shit and then it goes into like, oh, my dog got a skin infection or got like um, yeast from going to but this place. But they don't know how to differentiate that from grooming. Exactly. So then it'll be, well, I Or my dog, dog was soaking wet in the car mm-hmm. and he still stank. I don't want that falling back out on me because yeah. that's quick bath. Which it's going to fall back on you because people don't differentiate grooming from a quick bath. It's still grooming to them. I know. Exactly. And I don't think she should advertise quick baths either. No. It's trashy. (laughs) Anything else happen? No. But how was your first week back? It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It was long and draining and long and draining. It was just long and draining. (laughs) You were like, I'm so excited, but I'm not excited. Yeah. It was exciting to get kind of back into routine because I'm very much a creature of habit. I know. But <laughs> but all week I was an hour to an hour and a half behind to like, not my first appointment, but to all the appointments afterwards. And a big portion of it is because my clients are wanting to catch, catch up, up yeah, and figure out... How did the IVF go? Uh-huh. Um, well, at least with the clients that I was open with it about, which was like 90% of my clients. Yeah. Um, Even that little bit of, like, little percentage is still kind of be curious. Yeah, like, exactly. you've been gone. Are you okay? And my first week was for, there I had quite a bit of long-time clients that I've been grooming for 10 years. And they were like, we need the dates. And so that set me back. But it was really nice to know that a lot of my clients were curious, concerned, excited. And then when I told them that, like, I was dying, they were like, oh, my God, (laughs) are you okay to be here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay for now. And, you know, one client, she was like, I felt like something was wrong. And she's like, I knew something was wrong. Everybody always has that one psychic client. I know. She was like, I felt it when you texted me. And it was just not necessarily cold, but I was kind of just like getting the tech, like getting into business and like 
just okay, just yeah. this, this, like moving things around. And she was like, from the text message, it just knew something happened. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm sure you did. But it was nice. It was really nice to know that people cared and, you know, um, had things to say, which were all positive things. And they're like, it all works out and I'll pray for you. <sighs> and every time someone says that, it's just the cringiest thing to me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, don't pray for me. Just give me your money. (laughs) Think of me. That's fine. Like, you can just think of me. I don't know. I grew up Catholic, so I'm like, oh, thank you. That's all I can say is thank you. That's what I say, too. Yeah. But, like, now I'm not, like, religious by any means. Yeah. And so, like, when somebody says, I'll pray for you, and I'm like, that's a good thing, right? Like, (laughs) thanks. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of the things of being an atheist or Satanist or agnostic (laughs) or... Whatever you want to be. Whatever you want to be, but it is what it is. So I'm just tired as fuck. Um, Tired as fuck. But there was a couple other things that, like, kind of made me giggle. I have a doodle client. He's amazing. Like, they're actually really, really good clients. The dog is a fucking gem. Uh They're a gem as clients. And, like, they trained their dog, like, to a T. He walks great on a leash because I have to walk quite a bit away Mm -hmm. from their house. He um, took to grooming really well. Is he a puppy? He is over a year now. Oh, okay. So, I've been grooming him since... I don't know, but I think I've groomed him like five times now. Okay. And they're like every six weeks. So, and he's a long hair, like A, E on the legs, and then I hand scissor the head because they like a dome, which it suits the dog. I usually hand scissor the head anyway because I don't. It's natural. I don't. They just, I like the shaggy. I take it, not short on heads, but I have. Um, I have an, not equation, but I have a way of doing doodle heads so that they don't get matted on the sides. So, like, I always take it short. Oh, I always take it short. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I'll usually leave, like, a longer head depending on, but they want, like, a huge helmet. Yeah. Like a fucking dome. And whatever I do it, it looks cute on the dog, and they maintain the coat, so. But they're getting another doodle from a local breeder. That's my face exactly when he said that. <laughs> and thank God I had a mask on. Because I was like, local? Like, we don't have too many good groomers or breeders out here, if any. So, I'm like, I wonder what kind of dog he's actually going to get. Yeah. But he's seen the puppies. It's um, The mom is a doodle, a first-generation doodle, I think he said. <laughs> And then the, the, oh, she was a mini doodle that I can't remember. It was all like, I couldn't follow what he was saying. Yeah, they have like these weird um, F, S, G, whatever, or G1, or N. I don't know. They have like all these weird, like code. Yeah, they're F1 doodles, F2, F3, F3. They're like a bunch of codes, yeah. And I'm just like, that's cool. So it might be a mini, it might be as big as the dog that I groom now, Yeah. but my doodles run pricey, so I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Once it's second set of shots are in, you know, let me start grooming the dog, so, which I'm already there for two hours, so now I'll be there for like four hours once the dog is big. 
I'm a, I'm honestly okay with spending a lot of time on a good dog. If oh, they're paying for that time. It. I don't mind it, but I know the people in the neighborhood do because of my generator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always just like, I'm going to fuck shoot up. Like every time I see like kids playing outside or like a family is chit-chatting across the mm-hmm. way and I pull up and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to fuck up your day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do with my generator. Yeah. But so that was kind of nifty. Um... And, yeah, that was kind of it for my week. It's your first week back, so it's going to be... Next week will be a heavy hitter, but... Because everybody's now back on their schedules. Well, no, I'm not taking... I'm still not taking more than five dogs. Yeah. So I moved people around, but I'm booked. That's good. And, like, I just don't feel like I've caught up physically... I woke up this morning and, like, had to, like, peel myself out of bed. I'm so sore. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. And then, I don't know, like, halfway through the birth control that I'm on, like, I just got depressed, like, out of nowhere. And then we've been fucking like rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, we've only... I have, like, six more days on my birth control. So, like, you're still, like, dead because yeah. he's fucking it up, too. No, I'm fucking it up. Oh, you're fucking it up. Sorry. Oh, no, I am slip and slide all the time. And then my boobs are huge. I want to say that it's going to get better for you, but I know for a fact it's not. No, because I'm so, like, sensitive to medications and like hormones mm-hmm. so imagine when i'm pregnant oh it's gonna be, gonna be so sensitive i can't remember who i was talking to but i was like i can't wait for all your suffering just because i suffered two kids and i waited for my my bitch ass friends to hurry the fuck up and get pregnant watch i have a beautiful breezy easy breezy beautiful pregnancy if you did i will not talk to you for six <laughs> months i'm hoping at least when I- <laughs> When I'm talking to you, I'm going to act like I got my shit together. <laughs> I'll be able to smell it on you for sure. Oh, I can't pass it off. I wear everything on my sleeves. Yeah, no. Like, my sister had such a breezy, well, this last quarantine baby. She had a COVID baby, and mm-hmm. it went by like nothing. The pregnancy developed like nothing. Her body... Did she bounce back? She bounced back. She's completely back to normal. She has a little bit of pooch, but, you know, my, my sister's figure is really nice. But it looks like she didn't have a baby. Whatever. She's walking around in her crop tops and shit like that. And her boobs are big because she's breastfeeding. Whatever. Right? You're talking about a... Uh, Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Right? Don't what? know. I still haven't touched her baby. No? Not because of the COVID thing? What no, I don't touch babies. I hate babies. What? I fucking hate babies. I won't touch them until they have meat on their bones and they can put their head up. So, like, two to three months. Maybe. Four. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't I don't like babies. I love babies. They make me so anxious. What? Yeah. My babies, I don't like when other people touch my babies because it makes me anxious that their head's going to fall off or they're going to die <laughs> or they're going to be dropped. I never drop my baby. Everybody drops their kids, apparently. I've never dropped my children. Okay, so I never dropped any of my siblings, but I kicked my sibling off of a bed. Okay. When he was a baby. Chris has dropped my children because he has left them on the bed and they have rolled off the bed. Multiple times. I have never dropped my children. Not once. 
Or bash their head accidentally into like, you know, when you're carrying them and you yeah. just hit a door or door frame. Um, I'm trying to think if I did that. If I did anything like that, it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, unintentional or intentional, I've never done that. I have always been very conscientious and, con- and that's why I have so much anxiety now as an adult. They gotta hurt themselves. They gotta feel pain. Yeah, I don't want to be the one inflicting that pain. Wow. <laughs> it would have been unintentional. They'd get over it. Whatever. As long as you just coddle them after. Be like, oh, oh yeah. I forgot to tell you that my sixteen-year-old dog. I just did it today. Did him today at my house. Oh yeah, pop tart. Yeah. How did he survive? Oh, yeah, he's fighting the whole time. Uh-huh. But they're saying at home that, it, that he's bad. And they're probably going to put him down. But he's 16, so. Yeah. Chris got emotional. Why? Because he loves Yorkies. Oh. And he loves Pop-Tart. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Is it weird that I just don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't really get emotional. Like, if they're old and they've lived a great life, it's like, okay. Like, that's. I because mean, I don't like, because uh, you, do you like grooming old ancient dogs? I don't. I don't have many on my books. Well, I have any at all. I know, but like, if you have to, do you like doing it? No. Okay, neither do I. So when they die, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, I am just like, okay, like, that dog is not suffering anymore. Because people let these dogs, like, go on for too long to where it's like, that dog needs to go. Yeah. Like, who is it hanging on for at this point? You. Just you. That dog is looking at me in the eyes being like, can you just take me out back? Yeah. Like, can you please just take me out? And I'm like, I ain't doing that. You talk to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like. I'm the same way. I, I don't feel, I feel sad because, yeah, you know, they're gone. But. Yeah. I don't have to, I don't have, I, my senior list went down. Yeah. You know. I just have a weird thing about death, though. Like, ever since the death of my great-grandmother, now I don't look at death as, like, this. It's not abnormal. It's, yeah, I don't know, like, her death, because seeing her, like, I had, my dad forced me to go in to the ICU Mm -hmm. and look at her on a ventilator. Mm. And she just looked like a completely different person. So I think I just disassociated from the situation. So now anytime someone says, oh, I have a family member that died or I had like my dog die or my cat, whatever die, I just kind of like, okay. Like I go back to that disassociation. (laughs) No, I'm the same way because. it's not healthy, I'm sure. Yeah, when both my grandfathers died, they don't, they never looked like anything I remembered them for the longest. Yeah. They looked like. They needed to die. Yeah. And even though I never wanted them to die. <laughs> I never wanted them to die because I love my grandparents. Of course. Yeah, I don't want but they just to die. they looked my grandfather both my grandfathers looked like they were skeletons. Yeah. And that they were walking corpses. If they and they both couldn't walk, so they could they couldn't move, they couldn't breathe, they couldn't talk. Yeah, so what quality of life is they that? had no quality of life. Like if if I just don't know why it's not talked about, which this isn't the podcast to be talking about it on, but, like, having, um, like, I think about it all the time, like, people can, we should be able to choose to do euthanization on ourselves. Yeah. You should be able, you should be able to choose to die at home as well. Yeah. Like, we do it for our animals, and, and then I'm like, is that kind of, like, bad or good? Like, should I just let 
our animals die naturally but then to me that could be such a long grueling process but then I'm like but then we don't get to choose and we have to die naturally or the plug gets pulled if we have no brain function so it's like we should do the same to ourselves that we do to our animals and it's like I'm fucking for it euthanize me there's more than one state now I know it's Oregon is one of them but you have to be there for a year before you can do it I don't know about the, any other states. I'll I, have to look into it. Yeah. But either way. But then I don't think there should be fucking stipulations on it either. Like if I'm 80 and I have terminal cancer and I have to be in hospice until I die, fucking inject that me. awful. Give me the juicy juice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking put me down. I don't want to be here. I think Oatmeal told you the same thing, but you waited two more years. <laughs> <laughs> I did not wait two more years. I was looking at pictures, and she disintegrated, like, within a year. I don't think I waited that long. (laughs) Shut up, Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, just, like, fragile babies, fragile dogs give me anxiety. And I'm sad when they die, but I'm not because everything (laughs) dies. (laughs) I know. We're so morbid. Okay, Anyways, getting on to the good stuff. We're getting on to grooming stuff. Getting back on the topic of a grooming podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, we don't usually take a lot of our topics off of Facebook. I mean, we do, but we don't. We like to come up with our own original topics. Yeah. And then we'll see occasionally something that's brought up in Facebook that maybe we have the answers for. Yeah. So or that we just like the topic. Or we just like the topic. So, so. Uh, Vanessa found this person on a Facebook group, and this was a while ago, and um, she doesn't like taking exact topics off of Facebook, but... <laughs> But I thought it was a really, really good topic. Um, so here it is. Uh, we kind of just paraphrased um, what she said. Okay, so it says, This person feels a sense of failure at training dogs to be good groom dogs. There are still a large amount of dogs who are still scared. They shake no matter how much love and affection um, they give, but still terrified. They feel um, the dogs don't like their energy, and she takes it personally. Um, and she just feels, like, super defeated. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how long it took us to paraphrase that? An hour. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's a really good topic. Because it, it is. It's very true. Um, there's, I think that there's different ways to go about this. There's one accepting what your reality is that Mm -hmm. you are not always going to be liked by a lot of dogs or all dogs or you know just there's going to be some that are just not going to like it and you can then just make the grooming process as easy peasy as you possibly can and not take those things personally because no matter what you do the dog most dogs probably don't enjoy what we do anyway it's very invasive it's loud they're away from their owners exactly that's like the number one thing i honestly don't think dogs are are 100 percent scared of necessarily grooming i think they're terrified to be away i think it's from their parents um their household maybe it depends on the dog honestly i think it depends on the dog but i honestly believe you're gonna find it to be more rare that a dog thoroughly enjoys grooming yes because just what we do 
is mm-hmm. a little much for yeah, them. Yeah, it's a lot. And it's a lot. so we're appreciative if they can tolerate it, but tolerating and enjoying is two different things. Yes. So you can, in my personal opinion, you can either accept reality what it is, two, or you can look into that energy that you're giving off. Maybe you're giving off too much energy too much love, too much affection. And that might be overwhelming for dogs in an overwhelming situation yeah. already. Because I, yeah. our I find with grooming less is more. Less talking is more better. Yeah. because um, trying to talk to dogs, they don't understand what we're saying. One. And for you know, I've been watching a lot of TikTok dog training videos and he says that over talking to dogs can be overwhelming for them. Yes. Um, because it's just too much, I guess like ear stimulation, brain stimulation. I don't really understand hundred percent why it's can be overstimulating to a dog when you're talking too much. Because you're not giving them what they understand. So you're constantly talking to them or you're giving them smoochy faces or your words may be on a higher pitch. Basically you're stimulating them and what they're looking at or what they're understanding from you does not actually agree with the environment whereas if you're cool calm and collective yeah they're looking at you and the rest of the environment is not cool calm and collective they're going to jump off of your what what you're not doing yeah um and showing too much affection can be aggravating to a dog yes which i did not know which i actually don't show a lot of affection to my grooming dogs Unless they're wanting to give it to me. Yeah. Or it's like done and it's like a little treat at the end. Exactly. So then I'll give like... The The one time they like to play. I know. In front of the door. Um, So what I'll do is like if they want to give me a little bit of, you know, an extra snuggle, I'll reciprocate that. Yes. But I don't go out of my way to force it on dogs Mm -hmm. because I'm someone that they see maybe once a month. Yes. If that. So I'm still like they may know me, but I'm still not on that level as say someone they see daily. Exactly. You know, so uh, too much affection could... And affection that we give them doesn't always translate to what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you're giving them affection and they're shaking, to them it means, oh, I should be scared more. Yeah. So it's what you may think you're doing is trying to calm them down is actually giving them a lot more anxiety. Yep. I love training TikTok videos. <laughs> Which I kind of knew all this stuff already, but... So then it goes into the next thing. You have, um, one, acceptance. Two, um, energy is not going to always work on dogs. And three, if you now want to groom good... Uh, if you want to train good groomed dogs, look up dog training videos. Implement the dog training videos or the dog training techniques into your grooming. If you want to be a fear-free in environment look a positive reinforcement training yeah so when we and then we and then you also want to think about the breed as well because i think one of the greatest advices that i got from uh like a dog a dog grooming seminar was facing the dog towards it was specific for border collies shepherds it was collies no it was german shepherds because they are very much 
family oriented because they're a working breed. Mm -hmm. And so when they are away from their owners and they're always wanting to face the door, because I remember her pointing that out. She was like, German shepherds are always wanting to be looking out the window or the door okay because they're making they want to know if their mom is getting home or you know coming so instead of fighting with the dog just position your table in a way that exactly the dog can look out the fucking door and it's like genius yeah for sure so like yeah so now you have to look up but okay so now going taking that context into grooming so if you want to take that extra step and be that extra of a person, which you don't have to do. Honestly, if you just was like, had that boss bitch attitude, just that monotone attitude all the time, you might be able to have more successful grooms with less dogs that anxious because you're That's not, I groom. You're, yeah, you're not giving off that energy. You're not giving off any energy. Yes. So they can't interpret anything, but just a plain field. Yes. You can do that. If you want to go a step further, you can train dogs to groom or to be good groom dogs by doing a little bit more research on breed specifics. Or just fucking do nothing. That's what I do. I do, but I'm just saying if you wanted to go a step further. you know, learn training and stuff like that. But honestly, like... I'm lazy, so... And I was a dog trainer before, and... It's a lot of work, so... Yeah. <laughs> and grooming is a lot of work anyway, so I prefer... I just think dog training and training a dog for grooming is a little different. It is, but it doesn't mean you can't implement you can, certain things. Yes, you can still implement things, but I think you have to have a good knowledge on at least the basics for grooming and at least basics on training and how to implement them together. Like, yeah. when I get a puppy, I always ask treat you know allergies or anything like that and I only use like freeze-dried real foods mm-hmm. and I'll do positive training with them beforehand and usually it works I only had like one dog not take to it but it wasn't that the, he wasn't taking to it he just caught on really fucking quickly because he's a lab and he's very <laughs> food motivated so I was trying to wing him off of the treats okay because he was old enough and in a place where he didn't need the treats anymore, but he would look at the treat thing and look at the tub and look at me being like, bitch, you know what I want. <laughs> okay, you know you got to get that treat to get me in the tub. And I was like, this fucking bitch is too smart. So then the moment I would grab a treat and just grab it out, his ass would be in the tub and then I'd give him his treat and he got me played, but he was amazing. The only And then blow drying was difficult for him. He wanted to play with the blow dryer and they were, yeah. I couldn't figure out how to get him to stop doing it. But anyways, so I don't even know how I train dogs a hundred percent like to like grooming because I, most of my dogs that I've gotten from new clients that have had history of grooming, they're older, like three years old mm-hmm. and they come into a new environment. I always am so neutral like, my vibe is non-existent neutral. It is mellow. I do... Usually the first groom is a little... They're testy. Like, what yeah. can I get away with? But I just keep going. Like, you can do your thing, and I'm going to do my thing. And they're kind of, like, not necessarily trying to nip at the brush, but they're pulling away. Or they're trying to get on the other side of the table. And I'm like, that's fine. You can try and do that. But I'm just going to continue to hold your leg and brush. And it's not aggressive. I'm not being Mm -hmm. aggressive. I'm not pulling the dog. 
I'm not overcorrecting the dog. I'm kind of letting the dog figure out that this is still going to continue. But you're moving with the dog. Regardless. And usually by the second or third groom, the dogs are completely perfect. Yeah. Because they're like, this bitch don't play. Like, I don't know what it is, but they figure it out. Dogs tend to, like, figure things out. They do. And I, I honestly take the, the, the neutral route, too. Yeah. And, I, and you, you guys have to keep in mind your environment, too. Yes. If it's clean, if it's calm, the dogs are going to feel safe. If yeah. it smells like... Poop, urine, poop, vomit, stress. Or a florist. It doesn't, need, doesn't. Oh yeah. It yeah. doesn't need to smell like an herbal sanctuary. Yeah. Okay. Too many. Too much scent can drive dogs crazy. Yes. Just keep everything at a neutral level, and then you can start working with the extras. But usually, the extras are never necessary. Yeah. I mean, the extras of like going, being like a breed specific groomer, and learning these training techniques, and if you want to be a fear free, positive reinforcement like ideology, and you're taking like extra steps, go ahead and do that. I support that one hundred percent. But if you really just want better groom dogs start off with something just so basic clean and calm environment yeah and dogs are gonna shake i have tons of dogs that still shake even though they're just standing there they actually don't look too visibly stressed Mm -hmm. but their back legs are shaking and i'm just like okay like i'm not addressing the situation they're not gonna like it the more you address them mm-hmm. with their issues, then that's when they start to have more anxieties. And I've tested it before. You know, I had a schnauzer that was shaking, un- not uncontrollably, at the moment yeah. while I was trying to do it. So I stopped, pet him, tried to, like, talk him down. His fucking legs started going a mile a minute. It was like a fucking Hitachi fucking lit under his leg. Yeah. You know? And then I stopped, calmed down... And then let him, you know, ease back into my energy. He went back to his normal amount of shaking and then it was fine. Yeah. So showing too much love might be an issue and you might have to. And there's also this thing is vet your dogs. There's no problem with vetting your dogs. Get to know the dogs first for a second. See if you can comfortably do. I mean, if you want to go a step further, there's going to be groomers who take any dog. Right? No matter what the situation is. We're not going to be able to get over that, period. But vet your dogs. Spend three to five minutes with them. See how... If you can spend more time, spend more time. But spend a little bit of time with them. See if you can touch them where they're comfortable. See that you can hold them. See that you can just... You know you know your boundaries, how you can work with the dog. Yeah. If you're not vibing with that dog, don't do that dog. See, I've never experienced that before. So when you say not vibing with the dog, I don't understand Okay, that. so here's... Because, like, to me, what I'm picturing in my head is, like, yes, there are dogs that have done that are aggressive that I turn mm-hmm. away. So is that what you're talking about? Yes and no. But there's dogs that it's... Okay, so, like, let me give you an example. There is um, a lady that I used to do that said that her dog would scream if somebody touched her dog. To me, that just sounds like a scared dog. Though. It is a scared dog. It was just a scared, anxious dog. So if you touch it, it screamed. Right? Yeah. 
And, but I could see on the face of the owner that that was giving her anxiety. Yeah. The dog was super anxious. And the moment I knew that it wasn't going to work was the moment I tried touching the dog and the dog screamed, even though that this is something that the dog constantly does. Well, yeah, because it's vibing off the owner too. Yes. But do I want to take on that dog knowing that it has this bunch of anxiety, knowing the kind of facility I work in and knowing that I'm going to have a problem with the owner as well? And, and as well, I don't know how this dog is going to react. If I don't want to take on that challenge, I shouldn't take on that challenge if, so, our, if we're not vibing. So it's not, it's not necessarily not vibing. It's do they fit within the community that you want to create? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't do, does, have to, does the energy work? I don't know if that's correct. But your energy is your energy, right? I share it with... A larger But to me, facility. looking into that situation, it's not necessarily has anything to do with energy. It's do you want to take on that client, yes or no? Well, yeah, because I still have to give off something to get to be able to work with that dog. Once I take the dog away from the owner, it may change, but I still have to be able to now go forward and train that dog. Do I want to do that? Exactly. Not exactly, but I don't know. It's... You've been very lucky. All your dogs are really good. And <laughs> I still deal with, I still carry. See, but I don't see it. Okay, I guess I'm just still stuck on what you're trying to say because it's not necessarily do I vibe with the dog. It's do me and the owner see eye to eye. Are they going to fit within my tribe? Because once I remove a dog from a situation, they adapt to whatever is around them. Sometimes, not all the time. But in my, like... Spoiled? 11 years, like, I've never really... Well, I've had a schnauzer, but he was just an asshole to any groomer. Yeah. So, to me, it's just... These are aggressive dogs that don't necessarily fucking vibe with anything then. But then there's also dogs that just don't vibe with you. And you've been very lucky where you have something that gives off and then all (laughs) doggies vibe with you. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that's everyone. I've have dogs that I just can't, like, they're not aggressive or they're not, um, they're not aggressive or they're not old. They're just, they don't work. I can't groom them comfortably. They're just not, my energy is not meshing no matter how neutral I get. I'm not the right fit for that dog. Hmm. So like not everyone is going to be the right fit. You may have been for 11 years. You may have something that this other person does not have or that I have. Sometimes I don't mesh well with dogs. Sometimes, and we've seen other groomers that we know are grooming a dog that's super easy for you to groom. You've seen this firsthand is now being difficult. And their energy is different. Well, I just stated that earlier. That, like, you know, they get testy because they're like, new person, let's see what I can get away with. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, once they go back to the other groomer, then they go back to their normalcy. But, like, if I'm taking on a new client, those dogs are usually testy for, like, the first to second groom. And then they're like, okay, I understand what's going on. Because I'm very much... I'm very consistent with the way that I groom. I literally will groom on the same side of a dog all the way around every single time. If I start on the left-hand side of the dog, 
then the next time I groom, I'm most likely going to start on the left-hand side of the dog. Like, I am a creature of habit. You are a grooming robot. I am a grooming robot, and dogs love it. No, they do. So it's being more consistent, I think, with the way you approach dogs. Because then they have an idea of what's going to happen every single time. Yeah. And dogs love structure. They crave structure. So if I bathe two dogs at the same time, I do that every single time. If I, I'm at a particular house and I only bathe one dog at a time, that's the way I do it. It's literally, I have a routine for each house. So I have this dog. Her name is Skylar. And she shows, one mom says that, she she was a rescue. She was born without like a lot of teeth. Um, was she a super rescue? I don't know what a super rescue is. <laughs> you know, I saw it on one of these pages. She's like, my dog's a super rescue. I rescued her at six months. <laughs> well, this is a Yorkie, and she was <laughs> sorry, rescued. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I have this dog, and she's like one or two years old or two years old, and she shows signs of some neurological issues, like she. The anxiety that she does, or the the, the things that she did, does, does show signs that she's probably, something's wrong neurologically for the dog. Yeah. And I can never be consistent with this dog, because it depends on her day. Yeah. So, some days, if I feel like she is more playful, I have to groom her before I put her in the bath. Because the bath is the easiest thing for her. The grooming is the hardest thing. But her attitude right now is super sweet. Mm -hmm. So I have to groom her before the bath and the blow dry and everything. So that way I can get that part done. That's being consistently inconsistent. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I'm very... Like, I have to read and, like, figure out... Because I I don't know. I I can't seem to slip away from doing special needs dogs. I really want to slip away because I'm just like burnt out. I'm burnt out. I'm getting tired of it. But I can't seem to slip away from it. Yes, you can. Girl, you say, what do you say? You say no. And then they're like, I know, but But Vanessa, please. You're like, no. I feel like, please. Well, then that sounds personal. I know. So, (laughs) like, it is a personal issue. But yeah, so, like, I have to to get your inner Vanessa. My inner you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you can. I forgot where my train of thought was. We were talking about there. being in, in consistently inconsistent. Yeah, depending on the dog. Yeah, which that's a thing. Like I'm not consistent. Like I have dogs that I'm inconsistently, consistently inconsistent with. How it's, does that work? I don't see that ever happening. It just, however, the dog is feeling that day. Yeah. Like. You know, there are dogs that have different moods. Like, there are some dogs that are just as robotic as I am for the grooming process. But then there are some dogs I do that have more personality. You know, like my doodle. The one, Even though he's amazing for grooming, it's do we bathe first before nails? If he jumps in the tub, then we bathe first. If yeah. he jumps on my table, then nails, I'll do his ears. nails first. Um, I'll do his, you know, it just depends. Like, I have... So many different routines, like but they're still like but they're still a routine. Yeah, you know, like I still have a core equation that I follow. But can those things be moved around for certain dogs? Yes. Like I used to groom one that had a neurological problem, and he was a border collie. He ended up 
dying in bed with the owner in his sleep. Ew. And he woke up. And the only reason why his owner found out he died is because he turned the vacuum on. And, like, when he vacuums, the dog goes berserk. Any loud noises, the dog turns aggressive. And the dog didn't, like, hulk out. So then he went and checked out on the dog. And the dog was fucking (laughs) in bed. And was the you know devastating Mm -hmm. so he's like i slept with a dead dog like what (laughs) (laughs) but the dog was crazy like super aggressive and like he would be super sweet and i had to just take it in strides and do what i could it you know if i could do the right paw i would do the right paw and then move on what paw can i grab that you know wouldn't trigger him so like I know how to be consistently inconsistent but you should always have at least a strict routine and being super neutral and maybe scale back on the love yeah like I give love inside the house because to me you know you've done an amazing job with the dog no matter what's happened inside your van trailer the salon whatever because this can happen in a salon too when you go into the lobby and you hand over the dog or you go inside and you put the dog down and the transition is peaceful it's easy peaceful and the dog turns around and jumps on you and wants love that's when i give the love and that's when i know that i've done a good job because if the dog is leaving coward tail tucked ears back that means something isn't right And you didn't do a very good job at making that dog feel safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And to them, safe and comfortable isn't talking to them or coddling them throughout the entire groom. For some dogs. Some dogs are okay with it. Some dogs are not, which I would say the majority. So, you know, that's when I know I did a good job. If I put them down in the house and they immediately show me their underbelly wagging their tail and they're like, pet me, bitch. <laughs> and then I pet them. and We're then, best friends. We don't see each other all the time. But let's go for mimosas. Exactly. <laughs> like that's when I know no matter how much that dog was shaking on my table that that dog truly does like me because they're excited yeah. that I'm there. I'm in their house and they're running around me. Mm-hmm. Like that's. When all of what you take personally that's going on in your van or trailer or salon, that's when that should all go out the window. Yeah. Because the dog is showing you that they appreciate what you did. So I give them little pets. So don't take things personally during the whole experience. Take it personally after or before. Exactly. Now some dogs, like, they won't, like, especially if they have children... You know, they have kids in the house. Sometimes the dogs won't come back to me. But if I can see them running around in their house, like, fucking excited. show Like, you can tell a happy run. Like, you can yeah. tell. And if they're doing that in the house and they're, like, fucking out the, the couch pillows and they're, like, yeah. And, like, bouncing off the walls, you still did a good job. They mm-hmm. don't need to come back to you. Yeah. But you can tell if they're prancing. In that house. I have a doodle that I do that I have to do a medical treatment on. And she hates it. And I feel so bad for her. It's nothing evasive. It's just she sits in, like, oil for an hour. But she just has to sit in oil for an hour. And she's like a person dog. But we're not going to sit with her for a whole hour. You know, we'll take our breaks. Or, you know, she has her little area with her water and her little bed and her hot towels. 
Yeah. Because we do a little treatment. But, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to walk away. So she hates that time. Yeah. But she's so sweet. Every time she comes in, every time she comes in, she walks right in, tails wagging. She gives us kisses and hugs. She's just a darling dog. And her mom thinks that she loves me so much. And it's probably very true because I love this dog, too. Yeah. Um, Because she's a very good dog. But uh, I know. I see, I see the pain in her eyes when she has to be... <laughs> doused in oil and washed twice and the dryer she hates yeah but at the end of it we're buddies yeah or just like figuring out different ways so this whole quarantine thing like for one client has been amazing because she's older Uh so she didn't want me going inside of her house for the transfer yes and so um which inside the house usually she urinates and there's lots of dragging and picking her up, just trying to pry her out of the house. When yeah. she's outside of the house and can't see mom, she'll walk to the trailer. Nice. But with the COVID now, we started doing the transfer in the backyard. And let me tell you, it has been night and day. I told her, I was like, we'll never go back to this again. Like, never go back inside the house. You know, maybe during the summer, if like COVID thing is gone and she allows me to not be out in the heat, that would be fucking great. But um, I'm like, we're always going to do the transfer out here now because literally she just hands me the leash. Mom walks in her house and we just trot out to my trailer. No issues, no fuss, no urine, no nothing. And I'm like, okay, this is it. This is what she needed. And so like just trying different things, if they're that scared and you're taking it personally, try a different way of an approach. That's it. Like, because mm-hmm. now it's even translated over into grooming. Um, this was that black dog you helped me out one day with the, um, it used to have a Shetland and a St. Bernard and that black thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That black thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you just go in the backyard now? Yeah. And grab her and she comes I don't with remember me. that dog being a problematic dog in the beginning anyway, but. She kind of got a little worse after her dog, her best friends passed away. Oh, okay. So then, like, she got even, you know... More anxious. Yeah. But now she's good. Like, I automatically... I don't do her nails before the bath. I automatically pick her up because she has ACL problems, so she can't mm-hmm. jump inside the trailer. So I have to pick her up, and I just plop her in the tub, bathe her, you know, use my towels, put her on the table, then I do her nails, then I blow dry and do the rest. So that's her routine. You know, because beforehand when I used to try and do her nails, I'd have to pick her up, put her back on the table, and she'd fucking piss everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no. Because <laughs> then it's on me, it's everywhere, and I'm like, this ain't fun. So now I just plop her, there's no more peeing, there's nothing. So it's like, you got to find different ways. And I know that we take things so personal. <laughs> 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 leave it, leave it, leave it. <laughs> I know we take things so personally. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I, it's hard to not take things personally. Because we want all the doggies to love us. Yeah, you can love all the doggies and all the doggies not love you, though. And exactly. It's just, you just kind of have to get over it. I have one that she, I know for sure, does not love me. Whatsoever. I have a handful they look at me with like if disdain I, with just complete disdain, and I'm like, because I'll have to do something that's just like 
the owner wants. Like, I have this dog that I have to do, like, a pretty short Brazilian all over the dog. And they already have an issue with me back there. <laughs> and so whenever I do it, their whole attitude changes. Their love and kisses in the beginning. But once I start doing the groom, they're just, like, looking at me like, are you... You're such you're a, a fucking bitch. You're a fucking traitor. No, this one... Um, she, the boy, her sons had to help get the dog out of the house and they're like dragging her by the collar cause she doesn't want to come. And so I have to like put her on a leash and then she'll leave with me. She does everything. She jumps onto the table. She jumps into the tub. Mm-hmm. Like she is a peach. She shakes her legs. That's about it. But she is a peach to groom and she leaves just fine. But the moment she's in the house, while they're paying for the grooming, she's staring at me. That's my... I used to have a dog named Hazel like that. And she was this big, weird mix. And she hate, she hate, she hated coming in. Her mom would have to... Have, I'd have to help her get the dog out of the car. <laughs> because she was, what, an 80-pound dog. Yeah. Once we got her past the threshold, she dumped, jumped in the tub. She didn't like anything that I did. I know she didn't like anything I did. She yeah. made it very apparent that she never <laughs> fought me. Yeah. She just looked at me. She or was like... like mm. You ever have a dog that second get like had a second thought and you're just like, ooh, if I was your mother, (laughs) right? Because they're they're fucking like side eyeing you. Yeah. So I tell Hazel get on the table and she look at me like, what bitch? Oh yeah, she'll do. She'll test me sometimes. So then I'll have to tell her more than one time get on the table. She'll get on the table, and then she's fine. But she just like. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's fighting me, but she's fucking fighting me. No, she, like, knows the command. She knows what you're saying. Yes. And she'll, like, because she'll do the same thing to me. Yeah. She'll look at the table and look at me and be like, I don't feel like it. And then I'll have to grab my leash and be like, and then she'll jump on a table because yeah. she knows there'll be a, not a tug, but, like, just, like, a get on the table. Like, now we have to put hands on you. Right? I'm putting hands, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Or, like, I'll nudge her butt, be yeah. like, get on the table, because I'm not picking her up. Like, yeah. If I'm doing big dogs, my big dogs need to get up on the table, get up in the tub, and be good. If they don't do any of that shit, they're not a client of mine. Oh, Hazel, when I first started doing her, I had to lift her into everything, because she was terrified of everything. Yeah. And then once I got her through everything, I mean, she was literally scared of water, and then she was fine afterwards, but... And then she would do it herself. And I was like, yes, I win. But then she'd give me attitude. Yeah. And I'm like, I never won that fight, fight no. at all. No. Because she was ready to leave. That was one dog I never won. I never won. I mean, I was I felt successful that I got... She was never able to be groomed by anybody else. Yeah. She wasn't aggressive. She was just, like, terrified. Yeah. And so they wouldn't groom her. I don't know. She's a big dog. But she was fine. She wasn't aggressive. I felt successful for being able to groom her and get her used to grooming. Yeah. But then there's this, like, smidge in my heart knowing that she never fully enjoyed my company. She almost hated my company, and it was like I was a doctor's appointment to her. I was a gyno. She were a gyno. (laughs) I was an OB gyno appointment. Every time (laughs) she saw me, every four weeks, she looked at me and is like, great. It's I'm going to be uncomfortable here and again. you're going to make awkward comments. You're touching me in places that shouldn't be touched. My parents said those are no-nos. <laughs> I never touched her in those places. She was a short-haired dog. You never washed their vulvas? I washed her. Yeah, so you but touched But I don't have it. to, like, be up in there. What? 
I make sure to give it a good scrubberoo. You give him a happy ending? No, but like it's, I don't just like glaze over it. It's like a good palm and like a swipe up. Gotta make sure the soap gets in there. No, you don't want the soap in there. Well, not in the vulva, but on the sides of the creases. Okay, well, that's different. That's not the vulva. That's not their, their no-no spots. The vulva is the whole bulb. I know, but I'm not, like, massaging the soap into that I'm area. I'm not massaging it they either. They clean it every day if with they have a problem. saliva that they eat poop with. Okay, and apparently it works for their skin, so I'm going <laughs> to leave it alone. I'm going to put a little soap on there. I'm going to scrub the sides, and then I'm going to use water to clean the rest. And I give a nice, good butt scrub. Oh, I do give a little evasive butt scrub because I always have dogs that have like one or two poo, sc- <laughs> poo freckles that just I hang out. I do too. So, I mean, I grab them with my comb, but like I'll lift the dog's tail and they're looking at me with like, because then I pull this comb out and they're like, their eyes get bigger. They're like, what are you going to do with that? We do the, <laughs> we do the, ro- the wash rag. So we get the wash rag in, get everything soft first. Yeah. Well, I let the, the, the soap sit. You know, and then I go do the rinsing, and then with the hot water, if they don't fall off, then I go in with the... Yeah, the, yeah. We have a couple of the combs for that. Yeah. I just use my wall comb, because it's a <laughs> shitty comb. But yeah, so that's kind of what I do. So, hopefully we gave you some answers. I don't think we did. <laughs> it was such a good topic. But, but yeah. people, you know what? You guys seem to like us, so we're going to assume we did a good job. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so don't take it personally, or take it personally and keep things neutral, or go above and beyond and learn everything and we everything about dog training. We talked way too long on this topic. We had another topic that we needed to talk about. Yeah. Right now, it's, now we gotta get to stories. We'll do that topic next week. <laughs> it's gonna be, like, so far gone from people's minds. Well, no. Because it was funny. The other topic. Oh, yeah, we'll... Yeah, no, we could... We'll just yeah. recap. Yeah. We'll recap. Whatever, guys. You guys like us, right? I hope. Please tell us. Right? We have really bad self, self-esteem issues. Positive Educational Training is an affordable monthly subscription that helps groomers like us transform our business and take you and your business to the next level. How can you get to the next level? Easy. You can watch all previous workshops and have access to upcoming monthly workshops. As someone who has personally subscribed and purchased one of the offered grouped programs, I can honestly say I thoroughly enjoyed the fire it has lit under my ass. Go to our website and click on our sponsor tab to change your future. So we might not be able to get through all of these stories, and I know they go back from December, but, you know, life. Yeah. All right, guys. Me dying. This is from Beautify the Beast. We've talked about them before, but I guess we... Um, I forgot. I lost her stories, and then I hit... She... Uh, um, I posted about looking for stories, and she was like, hey, just a reminder. Um, I did send stories. We've read, we like, read some of your stories, and they were great. No, I know. We read a story that she sent after sending me. Yeah, so we just and missed so this they one. got like lost. I don't know. I'm sorry. So we're finally reading them, and I hope they're the right ones. But we appreciate it. So we love this all is stories. so this is from 
Beautify the Beast. It's funny how the client-groomer relationship changes in house call. After the COVID lockdown here in Florida, I, of course, had to do some matted shave downs. One house I was having anxiety about because I know the owners like their little dogs kept long. These little guys normally have some matting here and there, and I have... I have had to Swiss cheese the dogs before because they don't want a full-blown shave. Does Swiss cheese have holes in them? Yes. (laughs) I had to Swiss cheese a dog earlier because she... What? I have never heard... Like, are you just leaving patches? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I had to leave... uh, It's like a multi-poo, but her hair's so fine. And she has a new puppy. And the puppy made rocks out of mat... Like, rocks of matting that are just randomly on the dog because the dog... The puppy chews on it and yeah. turns the mats into rocks. So. so you just had holes? It was fine with the mom. She just wanted the dog cleaned. We weren't doing a full haircut. And she needed the dog longer because it's so cold. Dog has barely any hair. Oh. So she looks like fucking Swiss cheese. Oh, like I there's just... patches missing of her coat. I've never heard of that. But overall she <laughs> looks okay. Okay. Um, anyways, I get to the house and of course they're pelted and need shaved, need to be shaved. I completely shaved, uh, I completed the shave and could tell the husband was less than thrilled, but wasn't saying much to make it worse. One of the dogs had skin issues related to the matted shave down. So I stewed on this till the next appointment, um, fully expecting them to blame the skin issues and less than favorable cut on me as most people would do in a shop environment i'm grooming um i'm grooming the dogs and the husband brings up how we he never wants the dog shaved again and how he didn't like it i said i want i want want. whatever i want i want i want yeah exactly um i'm grooming the uh i i said i also don't like the shaved look uh, you know I prefer fluffier haircuts. You understand there wasn't much I could do, right? Anxiety peaking. Husband. Oh, I'm not holding you responsible for that. If only my wife would brush the dogs, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. Arguing ensues between the husband and wife, and they move into the bedroom to not distract the dogs. I was dying. It was so funny. It's like I have salon PTSD because these situations where I was always the bad guy and no longer... uh, I was always the bad guy and no longer a thing since moving to house call. It is no longer a thing since moving to house call. When I groom in people's homes, I explain everything I'm doing and why I'm doing it. These, uh, they see their dogs wiggle. They see their dogs become unfavorable from a DMAT. They see their dogs who would never bite, attempt to bite. If anything, people apologize profusely for their dog's behavior, even when it's not a big deal, and then tip me generously. Wow, I wasn't supposed, that wasn't supposed to be a story. Good job, myself. Here's the story I wanted to tell you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you were giving us a topic. It was a good topic. It was cute. Um, well, at least, like, she could just fucking leave the pelt there and be like, this is why. You try and brush it out. Yeah. <laughs> or start arguments for the family. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I used to groom these two Maltese's for an elderly lady. I was finishing up on one of them when the owner came home in the room and asked when I would be starting the second dog. I told her it wouldn't be long. She said she needed to take a shower and that the second dog would most likely follow her into the bathroom, but to feel free to grab the dog. Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why is she showering with a guest there anyway? Would you shower there with like the electrician there? Is it a hot electrician? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Don't ask me these questions. So many fantasies come to mind. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> oops, my towel fell. Oh no! Could you adjust that plug? In my bathroom. I guess I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I have a plug that needs filling. Is that a thing? Or is, is that a thing that you do? Is that a thing? <laughs> I know you're, are you paid by the hour? <laughs> I only need 15 minutes. Okay, no problem. Showers have shower curtains, right? Wrong. I walked into this woman's bathroom and was met with an old lady ass behind a fully glass shower. And of course, the fucking dog was pressed up against the glass shower. No. I made my Napoleon Dynamite style sprint to the bathroom and retrieved the dog, all the while repeating a combination of fuck, 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 fuck. And you are a mature adult. You are a mature adult. There's so many things wrong with that. <laughs> did the lady, did they lock eyes? Was that the end of the story? That was the end of the story. She I need was more. Naked. Was it just butt cheeks? Like, is it weird of me? I want to, like, would have wanted to see more just to see what it would have looked like. You want to say what you, your body looks like 50 years down the line? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, like ah, that's cool. I'm okay with that. Or yeah. it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm weird though. I've never had a nudity accident ever, and I'm kind of like, why hasn't this happened to me? Like out of apparently everyone. it happens a lot to house call groomers. So yeah, yeah. It's just. But why? Like okay, so that lady was way comfortable with her, and clearly. Like, I would never. Like, if I had a groomer here, I would never. Like, I don't even shower when, well, when I used to get my trailer and truck washed in front of the house. I wouldn't shower. Yeah. I'd wait until they were done. Because, like, I don't know. Like, what if these people want to come into my house and, like, fucking, ooh, they see me sh naked in the shower and they're like, rape signals go off. Like, okay. you don't fucking know. Well, maybe this lady was just, like, asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Or maybe but. she just, like, doesn't care. Like, at a certain age, you're like, you don't give two fucks to naked But what bodies. about your safety? Like, what if she... She obviously didn't care about her safety. She gave zero fucks. She gave zero fucks whether or not she you saw her naked, old ass, and she gave zero fucks if you were going to murder her. Clearly, because the shower is the most unsafe place to be murdered. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think any place is the same place to be murdered. Well, you gotta think, like, okay, I would rather be trying to be murdered in the kitchen. Why? Because there's knives, there's forks, there's plates. Let's hope that you're, you're less... not, like, you don't want to be murdered, Vanessa. <laughs> no, but, like, my anxiety scenarios tell me the shower is the least place you'd want to be because there's water, there's slipping, there's 
wet surfaces. So like you could try, there's shower curtains for strangulation and easy cleanup. Like these are not places I want to be with people inside my house with sharp instruments. <laughs> I think about this a lot. Well, this old lady didn't give two fucks. <laughs> Clearly. All right, we got a bonus story from that one. When I started my business, I picked up this very nice client who referred to me, uh, referred me to her mom, a very nice, fluffy Southern grandma type. The first time I went to her mom's house, my client told me her mom was nervous about me being alone there with her because she had some kind of brain problem and she was self-conscious about it. I groomed a few times there and never saw what she was talking about one day i was at the original client's house grooming her doodle her mom came by that day to visit and sat behind me on the couch so i'm grooming this dog and all of a sudden i hear this mean southern accent you're making a big old mess over there i turned around surprised and said oh i'm sorry grooming can get a little messy but i'll vacuum it up when i'm finished she then asked who i was in which i replied Dinah, the dog groomer. <laughs> At this point, I realized the weird brain thing must be happening. She proceeds to tell me how much she doesn't um, like me from when we worked together at Walmart and how I was a bitch. Whoa, <laughs> that escalated hella quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Asks me if I can take her uh, fishing. I told her... What? I don't I like you, but I'm going to go fishing. That sounds like a murder scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I would after I finished grooming. She then asks if I would take her to Walmart to get her new underwear as well. What? Sure, I can do that. The daughter proceeds to ask why she needed new underwear, in which she responded, because my pussy smells like fish. Whoa. I Wait, to... did she really say pussy? Did the <laughs> client say pussy? The client said pussy. <laughs> smells like fish. I had to turn around because, oh my God, how do you not laugh when that <laughs> sentence comes out of a sweet southern old lady's mouth? The episode stopped after a few minutes and she didn't remember a thing. She's oh, a very nervous. Baby. She was very nervous that she might have said something bad. We just told mm. her that she really wanted to go fishing but left out the other bits. Poor lady. I feel bad that she had this problem, but the shit that comes out of her mouth is so funny. She sounds like somebody I want to party with. Right? Apparently, there are non-epileptic seizures. I have seen her... I have seen her have a few more episodes now, and I swear the sweet little lady has an episode when I'm alone with her and tries to leave her house. I will chase her down and do whatever it takes to keep her safe. I just hope she doesn't say the wrong thing to the wrong stranger. What about, like, murder sodes? Oh, my God. What about murdering? Like, she has an epileptic seizure, and she says, I want to go fishing and slit your throat? No. Yeah. <laughs> what, if that, what if that happened? Okay, well, it... Oh, my God, Vanessa. <laughs> like, what if she said, I want to go fishing, and then she goes, slice? So, these non-epileptic seizures probably happen, and they're probably just, like, a momentary thing or, like, a short period of time. So, I mean... So Are you going to get murdered by a non-epileptic little old lady who's naked in the shower? Is she going to come out and kill you when you're... Maybe. In your lifetime? Because I feel like that's... Maybe. I've been watching a lot of true crime lately. Oh, my God. <laughs> but my grandmother has seizures. Does she say things? No, she's seizing on the floor. Okay, well, these ones are non, <laughs> non She's ones. foaming at the mouth. Yeah, They're wow. terrifying to watch. 
There was one time where she cracked her head. Ew. On um, her fireplace. Ah. She just dropped and like convulsed on the floor. Is she one of those ladies who won't wear a helmet even though she's supposed to be wearing a helmet? <laughs> no, she doesn't have to wear a helmet. But <laughs> <laughs> but I got rushed out of the room. Like her her seizing was so bad sometimes that like she would just seize in the shower. Mm-hmm. And when my dad was younger and like he had friends over, he had to like go he had to have his friends help him mm-hmm. take his wet naked mom who's convulsing on the ground out of the shower and like hold her. Did it stop or did she still have him? She still has him. Yeah, she had a Caesar Caesar. She had a seizure. But then like my grandma's so weird, she told me she's like, it's really good to have sex on a seizure. What? I was like, grandma. Ugh. But how does that work? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's crazy. Okay, crazy. Next story. Alright, so we're gonna do Story number one from Emma. Um, she said she has a few stories for us, and here we go. Story number one. I was a baby bather, maybe had been bathing three weeks, and it's just me and one groomer in the shop. We had a new Sheltie come in super compacted, so the groomer bathed the dogs and watched and had me watch, then she gave it to me to dry. Well, I'm drying the dog, and it lifts up his tail, and it lifts up his tail to dry its buns, and I hit a patch of really flaky skin. Only, it's not flaky skin. It's fucking maggots. Ew. I blew maggots all over me, in my hair, down my shirt, Ugh. and my bra everywhere. Ugh. Puke emoji. I stripped basically naked on the spot, and yes, we had a huge window that faced a busy street. Freaked out and jumped in the tub. We called the owners who had no idea their dog's ass was rotting. They took it to the vet and three weeks later it came back was much better. It was so gross, but somehow it I still showed up to work the next day. Do people not touch their dogs? No, they don't touch their dogs. Like And it's so funny I had this conversation with my apprentice and she's like, I don't understand. Like we really don't touch our dogs. Or people really don't touch their dogs or just don't feel like around their dogs they don't it's so disturbing i'm constantly checking my dogs i like even my cats are so comfortable with me sticking my hands in their mouth yeah that's how much i check my pets and i poke at their teeth like it's not just oh i'm looking no i'm like is that tooth loose is that tooth loose that Nala tooth hates loose. it but, and she's getting older, so all the little lumps and bumps, I know where they're at. Yeah, samesies. Penny has a lump on her back. Cookie has three lumps, two lumps. Raisin is developing a lump. A little old mammal on his side. Yeah. He's the only one that doesn't have a lump anywhere on his body, except for just one now. Yeah. It's a little baby one. Yeah. People are gross. And maggots, I feel like you would know. You would smell there it. Was, I was just going to say, there's a smell to that. There is a distinct, rotten, flesh smell. Yeah, we used to have maggots in the Midwest in our trash cans. That's nasty. And it, you can smell them. Yeah, for sure. They're disgusting. I had a cocker that I had to send home because the the scab on the ear, like the dog always smelled funky. Like yeah. it smelled like death. But then it, I went to, it was completely solid piece. So I went to go shave the ear in a scab, I broke into a scab, and just, I 
dry heaved and almost threw up my breakfast and called the owner because it was flesh. It was dead flesh. And I was like, there's no way I'm shaving or even bathing this dog. I said, you need to come pick it up. It was nasty. How the fuck? Were they, was it the anal glands or what? No, it was just, I guess, a spot on the butt. How do you not? It lifted up the tail to dry its buns and hit a patch of really flaky skin. So it's, I'm assuming it's near the, the booty hole area. Must have been anal glands. Where the maggots were? Yeah. Because they can explode and then they create a hole next to the anus. And it's pretty gross. You've never seen in um Yeah, I have a, like a, 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 what is the term? Anyway, yeah, I've seen the exploding anal gland, little holes and stuff like that. Yeah, they look nasty. Yeah, but if the dog was compacted too, the, that fluffy butt area too could have been oh, yeah. so tight that yeah. the maggots could have been like underneath. Ugh, it's so nasty. <laughs> do we want to go for story number two? Yeah, do story number two and then we'll, we'll end it there. <clears throat> okay, all right, so story number two. I should preface this with saying that we have about 400 square foot grooming room with open top pens, not cages. We had two German Shepherds that would come in separately. I always groomed the female and my coworkers always groomed the male. While one day I ended up with the male and the next day the female. The male was a huge hairy beast that was only groomed once every six to eight months. So I put the dog in one of the pens on the opposite side of the, of the room from my table. The whole room is open so I can see him. He's nervous and whining, but nothing crazy. So I continue with my current dog. This dog then figured out how to open the pen and proceeded to jump on the door. Oh, shit. And then proceeded to jump on the door and get into uh, the lobby area. So I grabbed him and tethered him to the wall with his collar and leash. Then he proceeds to chew the leash in the lobby area. So I grabbed him. Oh, and, and... Okay, so I grabbed him and then tethered him to the wall with his leash and collar. Then he proceeds to chew the leash in a complete panic in about three seconds flat. So I moved him to the pen directly next to my table. He seemed to calm down considerably and lays down. I get him into the tub about 15 minutes after he arrived, and he is packed. Just a disaster. The previous note said my coworker had him in the tub for just one for 1.5 hours. So I washed him and conditioned the crap out of him. Then I dry him uh, dry him some, but he is an old man and tired, so I put him back in the pet with a, a complete with a couple fans to give him a break. Eventually I finished him and he looks awesome. He was a super sweet boy, just older and slightly anxious. Overall, he was with me for about 4.5 hours, which is longer than the t- typical for me. But he's packed, huge, old, and needs a couple breaks. Aww. Call the parents and tell them that he was a little bit anxious at first and chewed his leash so they can bring a new one or I can give them a slip lead. No problem. The next day, the girl dog comes in, and she is awesome. No issues. I get her in and out. Um two to two and a half hours two weeks later the parents call apparently they decided that i must have stuck their male dog in the back room because obviously i wasn't watching him and that's why he was anxious and that they posted on facebook and everyone agreed that i cut their dog dog's leash 
WTF, why would I cut your dog's leash? And also stated that their dog was there for way too long. And it had never taken more than an hour. An hour. When the other groomer said it takes her at least 1.5 hours just to bathe. They wanted money for their very expensive $60 leash. I groomed it, or I Googled it. It was a cheap $15 leash. And to never have that awful groom, groomer groom their dog again but stated that the groomer who groomed their female was awesome. Apparently, they didn't notice that I was the same person. Needless to say, they aren't welcome back. I hate people. I just had a dog like that, actually. I just had a complaint. And to her defense, the dog looked like shit. But the first time I did the dog, I, I guess I did everything that she wanted. And I did the same haircut the second time. But I noticed that like it like the coat wasn't looking as good. So I don't know what we did, if I overconditioned or, you know, yeah. my clipper vac my clipper vac does need servicing or I need a new blade drive. I don't know. It just wasn't looking right. And I looked at the dog and I'm like, her grin looks like shit today. Shit the owner was like, Did she have another groomer? Hey girl. And, no, I'm the only uh, one right here. It's just me. She's like, this is not the same quality. I'll never be coming back because I need consistency. And the world isn't consistent, bitch. I know. I didn't take it to heart. She's like, I'll never be using your services again because I feel that. McDonald's isn't even consistent. Exactly. I'm like, you know, if there was something that you wanted me to change, I could change it. Period. But... I knew the dog didn't look good. Like, I was looking at the dog, and I was like, oh, she doesn't look that good. Yeah, but we're human beings. We're yeah, we're going to have, gonna have an we're going to have our groom days, but there was nothing I could do to fix it. Like, yeah, you just have was, to, I've had those situations. You just move forward. Yeah, I remember that Pomeranian when I came with you, and she was like, did your friend groom my dog? And you were like, no, I was just having a really bad day. I was in a lot of pain. Yeah, it was that front. Here, feel bad, bitch. Comment on my shit again. <laughs> Like, I have been your groomer for how long? Exactly. Fairly consistent, and now you're going to say something? Yeah. This was, like, a, this was the second time I groomed the dog, and it didn't... Doesn't matter. It didn't look as good as the first time. Doesn't matter. So, maybe just never wow people. We are the queen, bitch. You walked into our territory. <laughs> I just fucking hate people. You know, don't feel bad. I don't. No, not you, this lady. Oh, yeah. I don't think she does either, so... Like, I... And then it's just too easy for people to fucking get on Facebook and be like, this person, the house is gorgeous. No, it's not. What do you mean it's not? Whoa. Okay, that bathroom's nice. Where is this? Is this in our neighborhood? No. Oh. Why are you distracting me with beautiful homes? Okay. So, Yeah. This is, we are done with our stories. Make sure you send us more stories. And I mean like any kind of grooming story. Uh, send us spooky grooming stories. Like if your salon is haunted or if you think like your trailer is haunted. She's on one today, guys. I am. Or like you. Oh, you've almost been murdered story. Yeah, like if you have any type of situation oh that you God. have ever been in. Like I want to hear the juice, the goss, the hot goss, you know, like. If you think your story is not worthy, still send it to us. We'll let you know if it's worthy. Yeah. But, um, so we are out until next time. Send us your stories at groomerhumor at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at shit on the table. 
tell your friends to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. And, uh...